What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Hi, Bob. Hi, Bob. Hi, Bob. Hello. The Bob Seska Show. Former Nation's Capital, it is Wednesday, November 16, 2022. This is the Bob Seska interview on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 666, the number of the beast of the Biden-Harris administration, 720 days until the 24 presidential election. You can find me on Instagram, the Bob Seska, Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go. Our Patreon is bobseskashow.com, and my link tree is in the description. It is Cliff Schechter Day on the Big Wednesday Show. In case you're just joining us, I've known Cliff for, I don't know, something like 15 years maybe. We both met when we were bloggers at the old Huffington Post. But these days, Cliff is a political consultant and podcaster with his own YouTube channel, youtube.com slash cschechter. Link in the description under this episode at bobseska.com. Today, we're going to talk about Trump's announcement last night, the continued impact of the midterms. Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter and a whole lot more. It's always fun as hell whenever Cliff stops by. So get ready. Meantime, please help support this show by subscribing to our bonus content at bobseskashow.com. Okay, here's me and Cliff. More fun, more music, the Bob Seska Show. Are you like me? Do you have an election year hangover right about now? I mean, I'm ready for some shore leave. I'm ready to take a uh, couple of weeks too. off of the holidays. And yeah. yet I can't because, you know, I'm doing some stuff on the Warnock race. So it's like I was ready for it. It was supposed to be over. And it's like it's like when you're supposed to have an exam and then, you know, they tell you they moved it back three weeks. You're like, fuck. Are you seriously um, working on the Warnock campaign? Are you doing messaging well, for them or something? I mean, I'm helping them. I'm using my, my uh, large email list to help them raise money. So, wow, that's great. So yeah. just as an outside, uh, as an observer, outside, they're not officially a client. In other words, I had some folks that were officially clients that paid us money to get them to help them build their email list. Tim Ryan was a client. Evan McMullen was a client. Uh, Gretchen Whitmer was a client. Wow. Janet Mills, uh, the, the governor of Vermont was a client. You know, there, there's, there's, there are a bunch like that that were actual clients. And then there's people that we just choose who we like. And, you know, we fundraise and we take a chunk of it. So here's my thing with Warnock. I have a lot of confidence in his ability to win this runoff. And one of the reasons is he's run like 
four different campaigns in the last few years. I mean, between 2020, where he ran initially and then had to run in a runoff, and then this year where he had to run again and then another runoff. That's like four elections that he's, he's had to go through in the last two years. So if anyone has experience in terms of winning elections, it'd be Raphael Warnock, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I, I was thinking about that the other day and I meant to like tweet something out and forgot. And then to be like, this guy pulls this off as I fully expect he will. Yeah. My God. It's like, I mean, the, as you just said, four elections in two years. I mean, right. a dude should be given like a medal. He should get a purple heart or something like that. Yeah. I, mean, I shouldn't say that. But you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I mean. Um, the crap he's been through, the attack levels at him and, 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 you know, the garbage. And I mean, you know, look, I mean, I, I feel very good about it because it's, it's, it's simple, right? Mm-hmm. There, there, uh, Brian Kemp, as awful as he was, is, is good at PR, yeah. is good at, at presenting himself to people that don't pay close attention, like your moderate white guy who seems reasonable, who like is a guy you meet in your, you know, at the cubicle next to you or you meet at your office. And, you know, I mean, he's good at that. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and so unless you know, like we do, how awful he is, you know, and, and I think it was the most helpful thing to him in the world to have Trump attack him. Yeah, because I think it that I think that MAGA segment in Georgia still was willing to vote for him because the alternative was was oh my God, Stacey Abrams, um, mm-hmm. and so he he got all that. But it, but some of the folks who clearly went there was clearly a, a good contingent of Warnock Kemp voters mm-hmm. that, that that people went to you know that people who are just like I, I can't vote for Herschel Walker. I mean moderate Republicans, independents, people like that, and. And you can see it in, in not just sort of crossover voting, but in the end, uh, Kemp got 210,000 more votes than Herschel Walker did. Wow. That's insane. I mean, Georgia is not Texas. It's a relatively big state yeah. <clears throat> as United States states go. I don't know if it's the – it's like the ninth or tenth or I don't know, you know, biggest state. I mean, but what does it have? Eight million people or something like that? Seven million? It doesn't, yeah, doesn't about have it. like – it's not – not California right you know and to and to have that to, to have a 210,000 vote difference um you know is in I mean so what that's telling me is that there are people that showed up for for Brian Kemp who still couldn't get themselves bring themselves to vote for Herschel Walker yeah and you have to believe that that some of the people that did show up to vote for Herschel Walker showed up and and just kind of held their nose and, and pulled the lever they did it a because they're already there for Brian Kemp you know, or B, they did it uh, because they had a chance at a majority. Mm-hmm. They're like, that guy's gross, and I've heard all this awful stuff about him. I'm a Republican who wants a Senate majority. <laughs> now none of that's on the table anymore. Jesus. Like, there is no Senate majority on the table. It, this this election, to me, would have worried me a lot more if this was the 50th seat, for, you know, and if, if by winning this, they'd have a majority. Mm-hmm. Then they could ramp up all of that and turn out all their folks and say, this is your majority. But they can't now. Did you notice last night that Trump actually mentioned and threw his support behind Herschel Walker during his announcement and at the same time referred to Herschel Walker as a flabbyous human being? (laughs) 
which I don't know what the hell that means. Flablius. You know, I really enjoy, I mean, a guy that like told people to inject bleach and shove an ultraviolet <laughs> light up their arses and to like, you know, who, who was told not to and then stared directly at a freaking eclipse. Yeah. You know, um, is a guy who's making fun of Biden and trying to turn Biden into a guy who has gaffes and is old. And it's like, are you kidding me, Grandpa and poopy pants who can't walk down? A, you know, at the at the at West Point has to be helped down a ramp. And, yeah. I mean, you know, who I imagine like the basically I imagine Donald Trump like the end scene of Dodgeball. Right. You know, where where White Goodman <laughs> is sitting there in this pile of chicken bones. And do you remember you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, oh yeah. Like yeah. With Ben Stiller. Uh-huh. He's there at the end and he's gotten all huge again. He's just munching on like <laughs> like big chicken bones and I mean, you know, like a Jabba esque character. That's yeah. I mean that this guy would make fun of anybody else for whether it be cognitive abilities in you know, of any sort, intelligence of any sort, physical fitness of any sort is is it's mm. so laughable, but I mean, the, the, you know, if, if you don't mind my, my continuing quickly, my big takeaway, and I just did a video on this on my YouTube channel, yeah. uh, a short. So, so because it's, it just is so easy. Like think about Donald Trump's speech last night. First of all, so he gets up, he's just boring as all hell. Talking yeah. about low energy jab, right? Oh yeah. He's just, he, he, he's, he, he's just jabbering on, you know, uh, all the sort of the, 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 and, and by the way, I didn't even watch. Yeah, I watched some highlights today and I was on Twitter. It's funny. I was predicting what I thought he would say and I knew it because like his obsessions never change. It's going to be me strong, you weak, yeah. you know, like I'm the guy everybody who everybody looks up to and has adulation for. And you're the guy that everybody's laughing at. That's his, always been his big uh, obsession because secretly he knows everybody's always laughing at him mm-hmm. and thinks he's pathetic and that he's not anything close to what he presents to be. But so his speech was awful and stupid and like it didn't accomplish anything. But it, but the, to me, the, my, my three favorite things are one, Ivanka didn't even show up, which was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, saw. <laughs> I mean, his, you know, his sister wife was not there, um, <laughs> to, you know, two, um, uh, Fox News cut away in the middle because it was so bad. Hmm. Even Fox News was like. We can't make our people watch this. They're going to turn Fox News off, you know, and these are people that enjoy watching Sean Hannity, right? And they still can't. And then three, the best of all of them, if you saw some of that ABC News footage, like these are his hardcore people, right? These are people paying God knows how much money they're wasting to be at the bed bug Largo, right? (laughs) And they're sitting in this gross, gauche dining hall with its garbagey food and everything listening to this guy <laughs> and a, and a bunch of them got up and wanted to leave and security wouldn't let them leave that's amazing i love that holy yeah, shit it was like a lock-in yeah yeah everybody should go check it out because like yeah they were locked <laughs> in it was like there's a fire and you know you're like you can't get out you're trying to run away from a fire or again i'm sorry i'm i, I make i'm big with the movie and the <laughs> and the musical references cuz i love all that stuff but did you ever see the movie PCU oh yeah yeah yeah. Remember when they put that song, was it called like a uh, good night something or whatever, whatever that awful song was they put on at the faculty in, in alumni meeting and they play it over and over again. They lock it in the, the key so that they can't turn this song off. And then they, they steal the booze <laughs> and lock all the doors and windows. So these people are stuck in there with this horrible song playing over and over. They're like breaking windows and stuff to get out. Yeah. That was yeah. the way I imagined like, <laughs> like the people. Right. It's so, like, like Stephen Miller on the other side of the double door 
doors, put a like a, a broom handle between the <laughs> the doorknobs so you can't exactly. push the door exactly. open. Yeah. Yep, exactly. He let his fangs hang down and threatened to <laughs> suck the blood of anybody. I mean, honestly, like like you could see in this ABC video that like, people are trying to leave and are being forced to go and sit back down. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it's like, please clap. Because, I mean, you know, part of the thing was it was boring as fuck. I mean, it was like he was yeah. ambient sleepwalking last night. That's, yeah, it was awful. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're like the whole thing was, was awful. I mean, it was, mm. you know, like, and again, uh, like I, I forced myself this morning to watch some of, I guess, what you'd call highlights, mm-hmm. lowlights, you know, and like, you know, it, it all showed the same thing. I mean, he just, he, he doesn't have it anymore. And, and the thing is, I don't, he internally, you know, doesn't want to admit this stuff, but, but like he, he, of course is the, the core of him. He's so this deeply wounded, still like 12 year old little boy who never grew up and looks at the world through that prism. And he was so roundly in every way humanly possible projected last week. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I read something, I think was it 9% or something of his candidates won. Like his candidates were absolutely destroyed. Yeah. So start with that. Joe Biden bested him in a midterm when Joe Biden was the president in, and you know, as dumb as Trump is, I think as people can explain things to him, like, Oh, you know, this is one of five midterms in the last, you know, 90 years where the president, you know, has, has gained like we did in the, in, in the Senate and whatever. The last time anybody picked up state house chambers, you know, when we had the, when their party had the president, the presidency was FDR in 1934. Yeah, we picked up we picked up both chambers in Michigan, so we're now with the governor going to have a trifecta and be able to govern. We picked up both chambers in Minnesota, so with the governor there, we're going to have the trifecta in a, Michigan. In still, yeah. yeah, yeah, we did. Michigan is a big one because that's obviously still a swing state. Minnesota isn't quite. It's you know like, but it's not you know a, it's not a 25 point blue state. It's a blue state or something. It's still you know close enough that we haven't always been able to, to get the numbers there to, you know, and now we're going to have an opportunity like we did in 2017, you know, once we, when we finally in Virginia, after all these years had the trifecta and we just passed one amazing bill after another, it was like background checks and, you know, birth control and mm-hmm. like gay rights. And like, we just like the, the whole thing there, climate change and $15 or something of that nature, minimum wage. And I mean, we're going to have all these opportunities in these two key Midwest swing states and then we also picked up the state house in in pennsylvania while holding the governorship so the only question is how um i don't know how bad the senate is how many republican senators we need to get this thing done but there may be the opportunity to really govern there so i mean this was so trump i mean he's an idiot but he understands sort of very basic things like i win i lose you know he's like a freaking caveman and i'm basically (laughs) the losses were enormous historic you know, and then on top to Biden, and then on top of all of that, even worse, DeSantis has this huge win. His main rival in in uh, in, in Florida, right where he in his backyard, where he is right now, which and he considers that to be an act of insolence, and anybody dare challenge him. And and then on top of that, uh, and, and doesn't sort of bow the knee, mm-hmm. won't say that he's not running for president, and all that, and that's you know to the dictator Trump, that's insolence. Um, and then the media starts talking up other alternatives too, like Glenn Youngkin, to get you know where he like freaks out and makes that ridiculous racist joke. I mean, oh, God. moron, yeah. Youngkin yeah. sounds like a Chinese name. I mean, are you 
Just dri- driving me? away more independent voters every time yep. something like that happens. It, like, for example, in the new Congress, in the new House, every time they have another hearing, another sort of circus sideshow hearing, they're going to drive like one to three percent of independents over to yep. uh, vote for Democrats in 24. That's, I mean, that's right. the so beneficial side that, effect of all of that. No, no, absolutely. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's exactly right. And yeah. I guess yeah, just finishing that thought, which is that had to all be in his little furry brain, mm-hmm. you know, when he's up there speaking. And I have a feeling that's why he had no energy and why it all felt like like it was just like him forcing himself to do this. You know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's such a good point because it seemed to me as if that was a guy who was running for president because he has to, not because he wants to. That's why he, I believe he was sleepwalking through that. That's why I think he just seemed like, ah, oh, shit, I really don't want to be here. Like a kid who wakes up one morning, doesn't want to go to school, and his mom makes him go to school. He's like, oh, mom, do I, do I really got to run for president? Ah, oh, crap. Yep. But And he sees it as a necessity. Like, this is one of the only ways I can get out of uh, having to go to prison. <laughs> this is, I've got to use this. I've got to play this card. Otherwise, if I don't, I'm putting myself at further risk of prison. And that's right. how he's seeing this. Yeah, the only things, the only stuff that's going on here, you know, are, are, are you know, let's call them the two Ps, profits and prison. Right. You know, <laughs> he's trying to stay out of prison um, and and in true Trumpian fashion, he's trying to, to you know, put as much money in his pocket as he can mm. while, you know, while he's able to do it. I don't even think in the end he ends up running would be is my either because he's indicted in other stuff or because he you know he decides that that he doesn't want to give up certain things and can make more money you know just on the the grievance thing right and and, and if he does that we all win because this grievance thing at this point would have to be against whoever the republican is who's nominated Mm -hmm. and i could honestly see him and i mean this isn't just wishful thinking like seriously I could see him splitting the Republican Party and just going streaming straight at DeSantis or Youngkin or whichever goofball they pick, because, you know, if he that's the way he locks in that that whatever it ends up being 10 percent, 5 percent hardcore sort of base of his that keeps buying all of his garbagey merchandise and showing up to his stupid rallies and putting money in his pocket. Yeah. Signing up for his idiotic apps that fail and, and all the rest is he needs to have an enemy. And if he's not the, if he's the nominee, the Democrats can be the enemy. But if he's not, you know, and I think he's going to start looking soon at look for the first time. There are real cracks in that wall. People don't like a loser. These people are all cynical, evil bastards. So don't think I'm giving them any credit. They are fine with Trump when when things were going great. But after how badly things went last week and after how big DeSantis won, I mean, I find it laughable. You know, I would have worried about Carrie Lake. Um, and I'm so glad that people in Arizona saw through it all. Mm-hmm. Saw through the 18 different filters you have to see through. <laughs> um, but <laughs> you really have to train your eyes very closely on her. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but they, you know, in the end, they like, you know, they, they, they she's somebody who is very well TV trained, you know, and comes across, you know, can come across if she wants as sane on TV and, you know, doesn't choose to a lot of the time, but has has a good control of that medium. DeSantis is awful. Like yeah. we thought Trump was boring last night. Mm-hmm. That's, that's DeSantis on a good day. 
He's no charisma. He's, he's always got this, you know, he's got, I mean, you know, if we call it, there's, there's resting bitch face. This guy's got resting dick face. I mean, he's <laughs> right, just, right. he just looks like he's just an angry dick all the time. And I just, I don't see him. I mean, I don't see him going anywhere. And then you start getting into some of the really kind of specific things he's done, you know, that are fascistic if we're being honest the, yeah you know arresting that researcher that was doing the covid numbers and uh, the firing of that prosecutor who was just trying to follow the law on what to do about about the new abortion rules and, i mean he, you know the the stepping into schools the the redistricting by his own hand which a lot would a lot of people would argue was overstepping his constitutional bounds and he had mm-hmm. no right to do i mean he's you know he's a dictator he's a little mini dictator too I, I think we know, even despite DeSantis's flaws, I think we know, I think this is conventional wisdom now, especially among big money Republican donors, that DeSantis is the first real Republican challenger to Donald Trump. That's what differentiates. I mean, there are other, I think, more minor things. But one of the things that differentiates 2024 from 2015 and 2016 is that there was no real alternative to Donald Trump going into those primaries. I mean, did anyone realistically believe that Marco Rubio or Lindsey Graham or Rand Paul or Ted Cruz would be president? No fucking way. It was Trump or it was you know, uh, another lost election. I think that's how he was perceived back then. I I compared it on my show yesterday to like a 65-year-old guy divorcing his, you know, 45-year-old wife and going with a 25-year-old. I mean, and DeSantis being the 25-year-old. They found new blood. They found a younger, fresher face to apply all of their rank awfulness to. Right. And well, so, and DeSantis yeah. isn't as self-sabotaging either. Right. I mean, he is to a certain degree. He definitely has this vengeance thing in him. Yeah. And it's not going to play as well if he starts, you know, one thing they go after the Tampa Bay Rays or Disney, you know, in Florida. If he starts nationally going after companies, I think he's going to, you know, that employ gazillions of people. He's going to find himself in a lot of trouble. And he seems to have a trouble controlling himself with his little petty vengeance. I mean, as much as even to the mm-hmm. point of yelling at those kids for wearing masks, which, by the way, I would be showing that everywhere, um, you yeah. know, one uh, as, a, as an ad against him. But I mean – that's a part he can't control, but the other stuff, the tweeting dumb stuff and the, the, the idiotic attacks on other, other, you know, members of the party and whatever, he's not as, he, he's not the loose cannon idiot that Trump is. And I think they all, they obviously all see that, you know, they don't have a problem with the fascism. Yeah. They have a problem with the guy, guy doing such stupid things that he's self-destructive, Yeah, you yeah. know, and the irony of everything that's happened is like, these guys would have been so much better off with a bare Hillary win in 2016 (laughs) where she won and didn't have enough control of anything to do anything. And Trump would have sat out there screaming and yelling at her and making it more difficult and pressuring Republicans from the outside investigations. And and yeah, yeah, they would have investigated and they would have destroyed us in Mm -hmm. 2018. And, and I mean, they already had, majorities who knows how big those majorities would have been and probably one in 2020 yeah yeah you know what i mean uh but they they did you know in some ways like that's why i've done my best to like mock and laugh at mitch mcconnell because (laughs) mitch mcconnell is this pathetic husk of a of like what's supposed to be a human being and all that matters in his pathetic life is being senate majority leader that's it yeah, yeah. I, this guy wakes up in the morning and thinks about it. Goes to bed at night. He has, he clearly needs a hobby. He hasn't had one ever. Um, you know, he's in a, a obviously pretty well 
understood arranged marriage. There's mm-hmm. about as much love there as there is between like me and a post-it note sitting on my desk in front of me here. <laughs> and, and like, that's all he lives for. And yet he sabotaged himself. Mm-hmm. He put those judges there that did that, that overturned Roe and he protected Trump uh, when he wouldn't get up with Obama in 2016, when Obama asked him to make a joint announcement about Russians getting jumping into our elections, and he also wouldn't go through with kicking him out uh, when he had a chance to impeach him, and those two decisions—it's—it's it's the Roe decision in the end, you know, uh, largely. I mean, some other stuff, and and the candidates that Trump picked—that were two of the biggest reasons why he is now. He is not Senate Majority Leader now. Yeah, um, and people aren't talking about it. But there is an interesting comment he made, you know, uh, beforehand the the election. Some point that he would think of retiring if he didn't win back the majority this time. So I don't know if he'll he'll live up to that. I certainly would love it to never have to look upon that. Ugh, that yeah. pile of of jelly known as a face again. But. <laughs> okay, as I've been saying for a couple of weeks now, uh, we lost a record number of Patreon members due to declined payments at the end of October. What happens is when a member's payment information is declined, Patreon attempts to correct the error, but if they can't, the member is removed from the page. And this time we lost a few dozen members. It's absolutely heartbreaking. Set us back like, I don't know, six months or so. Suffice to say, we need all hands on deck to make up for the several dozen lost patrons. If you're not a subscriber already, go right now to bobsuskashow.com. Sign up for as little as $1 a month. You're going to be supporting this completely independent podcast. And for $5 subscribers and higher, we have all kinds of bonus content exclusively for our Patreon members. The Shadow Docket bonus shows, the after party on Fridays with Kimberly Johnson. Again, that's bobseskashow.com, and we thank you. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Bob Seska. Yeah, I mean, who when the dust settles, who ultimately becomes the scapegoat for the 2022 midterms? Is it Mitch McConnell? Is it Kevin McCarthy? I don't think it's going to be McCarthy. Uh, is it going to be Donald Trump? I mean, it seems like it's going to be Donald Trump, especially based on the reviews of his speech last night from people who are normally his allies. Like that racist shitbag Nick Fuentes said, that was one of the worst things I've seen in my entire life about the announcement last night. This was awful. It's hard to imagine how it could have been worse. That's a guy who loves Donald Trump. I mean, in the National yes. Review's headline, just the word in all caps, no, period. I thought oh was God. also <laughs> revealing, he, too. 
So who becomes who becomes the scapegoat for the midterms if it's not well, Donald Trump? Well, I mean, Trump? it is interesting because right now there's numerous ones. I yeah. mean, it speaks to all the fissures in the party right now mm-hmm. that all the all the infighting that's going on. You know, Republicans truly, honestly, right now are in as much disarray as you could be in. Yeah. But I'm sure, you know, it'll still be Democrats in disarray as we all know. <laughs> right. They can't get themselves to write Republicans in disarray. I mean, they're 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 all fighting amongst themselves. They're all there's there's people speaking out that should just keep their mouths shut. You've got Supreme Court justices like Alito who can't shut up either and stop stepping in it. Uh-huh. Like it just seems like there's so many loose cannons right now. And I mean you saw it in the results yesterday of the uh, the McCarthy vote. I mean, it's it's hilarious how they're trying to turn a victory. Well, look, he won overwhelmingly. He didn't get thirty one votes. Wow. It, you know, assuming they end up with the House, okay, they are going to end up with the House at probably at most by two to three votes, which means he will have no control over anything. But I don't think it'll even matter because I don't think he's going to be Speaker if that happens. You know, I mean, he, he like Andy Biggs ran against him just to prove that any clearly to prove that any moron because yeah. that's Andy Biggs and, you know, any insurrectionist moron could run against him and, and, and get enough votes to show him that he didn't have the votes to win. And I've been a big sort of booster of the fact that I looked around and, you know, <laughs> finding Republican moderates these days, very hard to find. Um, mm-hmm. But there's there's a few of them in the House. Like I cross checked those votes where like it's like, you know, eight people voted for this, 12 people voted for that. There's there. There's one from uh, Latina um, from um, the Miami area. Her name is Salazar. She's a moderate. I mean, she's a moderate, a moderate Republican as you can get. She voted, you know, against she was against uh, getting rid of Obamacare. She voted in favor of of protecting birth control. She voted for universal background checks. I think the Democrats should should pull something out and be like, look, you know, there's probably about 20 to, to 30 votes there, at least for you yeah. uh, on the Republican side, maybe in at least 10. And we'll provide the, the balance of the rest and make somebody who's a moderate Republican who might want to actually govern mm-hmm. House Speaker, you know, I mean, go into it with some demands. You know, that, that she promises she's going to put like a half dozen bills on the floor, put background checks on the floor, put a put, you know, uh, a, uh, a climate change bill on the floor, you know, things of that nature that we want an immigration reform bill on the floor. Yeah. You know, and they do that stuff like, you know, but we'll see what happens. But that, that would be what I would mm. what I would do if I were them, if 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 and when it's determined, you know, if Democrats don't have the votes. Obviously, if Democrats have the votes, it's not a big deal. But I will say the one more word I'll say is it's, it is it sends you a signal that there's been talking going on when the guy who's from the one swing seat in Nebraska, Don Bacon, Republican, um, who is, you know, by today's standards, I'd call him sort of center right or maybe conservative. I mean, you know, he would have mm-hmm. been a, an arch conservative two decades ago, but now he's kind of one of the, 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 the sort of 20 to 30 more reasonable ones. And he, you know, he said, Oh, I'm a vote for Kevin McCarthy. But he very quickly then said, he's like, if enough in this caucus deny Kevin McCarthy. He's like, I'm ready to talk to Democrats about a power sharing arrangement. Interesting. That was going to be my next question for you, because I like the scenario you're talking about with regard to Republicans flipping over. What did you say? 10 to 20 Republicans flipping and voting with the Democrats on certain things. But 
Uh, if I were Nancy Pelosi and Steny Hoyer right about now, uh, I would be maybe lobbying some <laughs> moderate Republicans insofar as there are any moderate Republicans, maybe some of those 10 to 20 you mentioned to actually switch parties and become independents and maybe even caucus with the de- Democrats. I mean, well, I don't I'd know be doing that, too. I mean, that might um, be I might be overreaching with that concept, but it seems like that could be a possibility when you have a very narrowly divided house right well look we've seen it before i mean it yeah. can't be an impossibility because jim jeffords did exactly that yeah and arlen specter years ago yeah arlen right. specter in 2009 remember right yeah. and and in jeffords case i think specter actually joined the democratic party inspector in in uh, jeffords case he became an independent who caucused with the democrats um you know and and they did that i mean the thing is is that i think nancy pelosi if they pulled an agreement like that and they wanted a democratic uh, instead of saying we'll come together, we're going to make demands on what some votes are, um, and we'll support an actual moderate republic. I mean, this one Salazar, at least as far as her record I, that I saw, is legitimately a moderate Republican. I mean, yeah. again, voted for birth control, voted for for uh, gun control measures, voted to protect Obamacare, but you know, like. She's on all those lists where you see like only 20 voted for this and only eight voted for this and only 11 voted for that. She's on all those lists, Um, you know, and so um, uh, either if it's not going to be someone like that and, you know, you could probably get that done also because she's Latina and we'd be making history, you know, and that kind of thing. If if you're not going to do that, if you're going to try to keep it with Democrats, it it can't be Pelosi. Yeah. I mean, because – She's been too demonized and too whatever, and we all know it's a caricature, but it doesn't matter. Perception's reality, and no Republican is going to vote for Nancy Pelosi. Mm-hmm. So if, if we if we were to go to them and say, will you support a Democrat, um, then we would have to be willing to offer up like whatever you know we consider to be a reasonable one of our more moderate Democrats who who is somebody who – you know, we don't doesn't agree with the base on everything, but at least if somebody we yeah. know is going to put forward good stuff and govern who that is, uh, you know, I don't know at this point. Yeah, I'd yeah. have to take a, a list and look and think about it like I did with the Republicans the other day. But I'm sure there's a couple people that would fit into that. Yeah, um, sure. I mean, ultimately, I don't think yeah. they need to flip parties uh, to be beneficial. I mean, certainly because of the narrow majority that Kevin McCarthy has. There are lots of potential uh, mansion cinema sort of situations, but applying to the House side to uh, Kevin McCarthy. Yeah, I'll say quickly what I'd want, though, is a good moderate, right? Like (laughs) there are there are moderates that I do, you know, people I disagree with on some things, but they are good people who are trying to govern. And like, I don't want a drama queen or a dress up queen or a big pain in the ass. Mm -hmm. Mansion and cinema are not moderates. They're just big fucking pains in the ass who are full of themselves. There's a good half dozen actual moderates in the, if we're talking about the Senate caucus, right? John Tester is yeah. a moderate, yeah. right, from Montana. Do you ever hear him making noise about shit? No. Yeah, the last job. time I heard him make a noise was uh, about Ronnie Jackson. <laughs> Tester was right, like exactly. front and center on Ronnie Jackson, but that's about it recently. Right. You know whose side he's on. I mean, here, another one. We just reelected one. Mark Kelly is yeah. an actual moderate by his record mm-hmm. who disagrees with, with us on some things, but is a really good person, right? Uh, Doug Jones who was from the most impossible of impossible places, never turned into mansion or or cinema. Right. You know, he's no longer there, so we can't. But I'm saying there's a bunch of folks actually there who are like that. 
Maggie mm-hmm. Hassan is another one who just won re-election, is more moderate. You, you know, that's the Senate. And obviously the Senate, there's only 100. It's easier to know, or only 50. It's easier to know who they are. And, you know, I don't know every House member. What I'm saying is you want a House member in the mold of a John Tester, not the one in the mold of a Joe Manchin. Yeah. Or yeah. then it's just going to be drama central. You know, look at me, look at me, look at me. You know, and and we won't get anything done. Pick somebody who's an actual moderate who Republicans could get behind in some kind of power sharing agreement, the ten or fifteen or whatever you end up needing, and and accept that like that's that's the deal, and that's how you're going to govern. And the you know? the good news, I think, one of the good news items to come out of what is inevitably going to be a Republican House. I don't know. Have they have the networks called that yet? As far as control of the House, I don't know that they have. I haven't seen anything along those lines, but I'm just, I'm assuming. Uh, uh, no, the, the last I saw is they updated their, okay. you know, their, their thing and they had 219 Republican, 216 all right, all Democrat. Right. Well, but, regardless, yeah. I mean, let's assume a Republican House, as we've been doing, the fear of impeachment palooza, I think is completely off the table. They're not going to impeach Joe Biden. They don't have the votes to do it. They won't, they're going to no. they're going to try. I mean, there's going to be some, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene slash Jim Jordan sure. led investigation inquest into Hunter Biden or whatever. And they're going to try to impeach Joe Biden over this, but they're never going to make it past a floor vote because they just it's not there. I mean, all you got to do is lose whatever it is, two, three moderate Republicans yeah. who want to win independence in 24. So they're going to vote against any sort of articles of impeachment, especially one that comes out of a circus sideshow, as I've been saying. Uh, so that's great news in all of this. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, uh, there, There's just no, there, there's no world in which I see that happening. Yeah. Again, yeah. The, you know, I'm not, I am not one to talk about like the the wonderful moderates and how great the Republican mm-hmm. Party is. The Republican Party is an absolute shit show filled with, you know, lunatics and QAnon supporters and, <laughs> and you know, white nationalists and just a whole lot of idiots. But for some reason, there are about 10, 15, 20 you know, semi-normal people yeah. who have stuck around. And I'm just saying – I don't have to like them or love them or whatever, but but as just as a political sort of practitioner and doing strategy, these are people who are not going to vote to impeach Joe Biden because he sneezed. Right. You know what I mean? Like they're just they're not going to they they are not going to vote to impeach to just to impeach. They're not. Yeah. So I mean, uh, they don't have the votes for that. But we will see all of the awful uh, hearings and you know committee inquests. That's for sure. Yes. That's that's really all the House will be able to do with a Republican majority, a narrow Republican majority. They're not going to be able to pass really much of anything. And so it's going to no, be I mean, not going to pass anything at all. I mean, I yeah. mean, I guess you could say they could pass. They may pass a few things in the House, mm-hmm. but nothing's going through the Senate and the presidency if, you know, if it's stupid. So, I mean, like, you know, and I don't I, I don't. I don't see because they're, they're the people there now that are running the show, whether they have the titles or not, are are the demagogues, mm. are the drama queens, are the are the ones that that you know send out performative tweets and and say stupid things. It's the Jim Jordans and the Marjorie Taylor Greens and the people like that. And so yeah. they, there's simply no way they don't want. They're not there to legislate. That's not what they're there for. They're not there to be actual members of Congress. They're there to demagogue and get press attention and, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and love from the right wing base. So, I mean, there's just there's no way I, there's no way if, if the dude has a three vote majority, he's holding 
that three vote majority on anything. You know what I mean? He's yeah. have to be willing to lose, you know, uh, they have to be willing to lose 50 Republicans mm-hmm. on, on, you know, on the furthest uh, out, outer precincts of crazy town. <laughs> yeah, and, and to get Democrats to vote with the, you know, whatever sanity still exists with the other ones. I mean, yeah. it's the only way it's gonna, it's gonna happen. So, I mean, I guess we'll see. Right? My, my, I, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was done. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, one of my concerns, and I apologize for the anxiety ahead of time here, is that they're going to form their own January 6th committee or a committee to investigate the previous January 6th committee. I guess it's all going to be rolled into one. And my concern with that is they're going to start to chip away at the public perception of what happened during that insurrection you know, just sort of launder their disinformation and propaganda through that event and alter the uh, the recording of history of that. And that's what concerns me, because that was one of the most terrible days in American history, bar none. The fact that the president right. was behind it all, the president uh, ordered his militias, his fanboy army to go to the Capitol to murder the vice president, to murder members of Congress. And already, even with the facts as we know them, it still kind of resonates with a lot of people as, oh, well, yeah, that happened. <laughs> but without yeah. the seriousness that I think we should be taking it and the impact that that should have had on how we perceive Republicans by and large. So my concern is that a Republican House will continue to whittle away at that until it's ground down to nothing, sort of an old man in the sea kind of situation. And that's the one thing that I worry about the most with a Kevin McCarthy House of Representatives. So I don't well, know. If and, yeah. But I mean, you're not. Yeah. And you're not being preemptively like, you know, oh, my God, you're like freaking out about it. You're being rightfully concerned. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've proven in the past when we're not creative enough to think about the kinds of things that Republicans will do is when we lose. Yeah. Like, you know, throw aside your morality, throw aside like your your sort of belief in in what normal people who who have any shame would do you know and that kind of thing and you'll get to where they're gonna go i mean all you have to do is look at what they did with benghazi you know which was was incredibly offensive in a democracy um you know on many levels on using that to, to try to target a political opponent which kevin mccarthy admitted out loud later on not that we didn't need him to but he did um but on top of that the sort of part of it where like there was an actual security breach there were mistakes made americans died including a diplomat what should have happened is we should have wanted to get to the answers there Mm-hmm. And actually figure out how to prevent that from happening again. But we couldn't because they politicized the whole damn thing. They were not interested in the truth. They were interested in in, in destroying people politically. Yeah. And, you know, that's that the the, the January 6th thing, obviously, is all going to be about undoing. You know, uh, as you said, trying to because they try to come up with their alternative reality of what really happened, as they do with all of these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, that it was Antifa, it was Black Lives Matter, what, you know, who the hell knows? I, you know, Democrats, if they play it right, and that's always a big question, will do one of two things. They will either not participate. Um, and even give it the respectability of being there. And Republicans did that on a number of things we did where they just didn't show up. Yeah. Uh, this, the second uh, would be to go in there, but you better get ready to like, 
you better be wear your big boy or big girl pants in there. Like <laughs> right. none of this, none of this bullshit where you ask nice, respectful questions. I want, you know, every once in a while, when one of those clips goes viral, cause somebody just rips the shit out of the other people on their committee there. That's what it needs to be. It needs to be constant warfare and challenging their every narrative going after them, making them, making them gavel the damn thing 15 times to shut you up the same way we had yeah. to shut Jim Jordan up. Mm-hmm. You know, that, the, there's no in between either. You need to go in with that kind of fighting attitude or don't go. I mean, that's, that's how I feel about Trump in 24, this presidential race that he just started last night, which is that it's great to be optimistic. And I'm quite optimistic about his impact on the Republican party. And the fact that there's a really significant chance that he's going to lose. And as he loses, he's going to drag the party down like the suction after the Titanic went down below the water and pulled people down with it. But I mean, we still have to take him seriously to an extent insofar as, uh, you know, I mean, this is going to be a two year fight against Trump or hopefully a lot less than two years because I mean it could all crash and burn the first time he loses a primary and then goes to war against the Republican Party Um, there's lots of areas where he could end up you know (laughs) walking into his own propeller as I've been saying but uh, he's very very, very fond of doing that yes yeah absolutely but I mean uh, on the upside uh, you know there's a new Daily Beast piece out today about how Trump has completely exhausted his donors with his slush fund. So I don't know if he's going to be able to get his hands on the cash the way he did last time around. I just don't think there's the money for it. But I mean, this is all to say, yeah, we have to proceed about the Trump 2024 campaign as though the existential threat still exists. Yes. Um, What I like about it is if we, you know, again, we have to not screw it up and we're really good at screwing stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 um, we have to, to, um, push as much as possible the buttons, let's say, that set off DeSantis and Trump. Cause again, yeah. DeSantis yeah. may not be Trump, but DeSantis has a temper too. Mm-hmm. And I, we need to, 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 Yet those two were like in a Godzilla like versus King Kong kind of thing. And then, you know, sell tickets and, and enjoy yeah. and maybe roast some marshmallows and watch it all. But no, I mean, we really do. I mean, because they will destroy each other. All right. One more break. Back with more Cliff right after this. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. (sighs) The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Bob Seska plays more music. 
do you think the Democratic Party has the balls to do another Operation Chaos, but with Trump? You know how the Democratic Party famously supported MAGA candidates, sort of these yeah. QAnon weirdos going into the 2022 primaries so that they could create this contrast between normal Democrats and these insane people on the Republican side. Do you think they have the balls to do that with Trump? Like, let's work to make Trump the nominee because we know the contrast is going to ruin the Republicans. Do you think yeah, that's going to happen? I, you know, I mean, that's a good question. Yeah, I don't. I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't because again, I wouldn't either. He, he's unique in that that he will cheat in any way possible, mm. and he will. I mean, the, what lengths he's willing to go to. We do have to think about who gets hurt in that process. But I would, I would do my best to, you know, well, I don't know, you know, maybe a Facebook page gets set, set up here or there attacking Trump and calling him all sorts of names. And maybe the rumors are it came from DeSantis. <laughs> you know, like I would see that. I mean, I would push that fight, you know, like you are it's just you're Lex Luthor and it's Batman versus Superman. <laughs> and right. you are, you know, you're pushing every little button about Martha did this and, you know, mm-hmm. and that. And I, cause I know you're a fan of these movies too and saw it. Yep. And like, you're, you're you want to, you want to push every little button on each side, every little insecurity, every little whatever to get these two people to go to war with mm-hmm. each other, which I think is almost inevitable. And it's going to be even worse. Again, they're both in Florida. Yeah. which is the best of all worlds because they, they, like there's no, nobody goes to a private club, you know, in the Republican circles there does something and the other one doesn't find out about it. Mm-hmm. They're in each other's faces constantly, which means they're going to hate each other that much more. Right. Right. You know, and, and if we don't, play that up again you know i've said things like this before it's malpractice and then we end up committing that malpractice let's hope we don't because that can be played to maximum effect Mm -hmm. here um where where the those two can be set off at each other again desantis isn't trump he's not the guy who picks a fight with people because like somebody says something great about somebody near him. He doesn't then go and have to automatically insult them because he he feels like it lessens him, but he does have a bad temper. And if you attack him first, he, he seems to be very much in the way of if once you've criticized him, there's nothing he won't do to come back after you. Yeah. So, so I mean, Trump perceives attacks in just that you exist Right. Mm-hmm. That you win an election bigger than he did. That pisses him off. Yeah. And things like that. And he's a crazy person. And then we'll tweet it out. DeSantis won't do that. But DeSantis will go after people hardcore with his little PR unit and all that who he thinks have uh, who not who he thinks who have outwardly attacked him. And Trump mm-hmm. is going to outwardly attack him. I mean, like yeah. he has already. Right, right. DeSantis already did respond, not, you know, as overtly as as, as I expected. But in a way where he pointed out that he was the bigger winner on Tuesday, and that will only set Trump off further, and it just becomes a downward spiral. Yeah. And that's all you need. You don't need DeSantis to get brutally nasty with Trump. Mm-hmm. You just need him to respond enough that his ego and his 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 sort of need to avenge are enough that he says things like that. Like, we won the biggest victory in Florida ever on Tuesday, which was clearly a response to Trump. Yeah. And yeah. Trump and, – and boom, it will go back and forth. Yeah, Trump I mean, will start calling his wife ugly uh-huh. and start attacking his family because that's what Trump does. 
and there's, you know, DeSantis is going to respond to that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he already started down that road with Ron DeSantimonious or whatever he was saying. Right. Yeah. Right. So with, that, he's, with, with calling him an ingrate who wouldn't appreciate that he would have, you know, he was going to lose if Trump hadn't, what yeah. didn't Trump like, like, didn't he, he implicated himself in another crime, which I don't think actually happened. So I just think it was yeah. him lying and puffing out his chest, but you know, Oh, when, when, Gillum was was gaining votes that you know we sent in the FBI and the, but that's the point is like that's it Trump can't take it if DeSantis sort of takes credit for all everything on his own yeah and that will lead Trump to attack him and then you know back and forth so it's the easiest fight to egg on in the world it doesn't take much well Cliff before it really I, doesn't before I let you go I want to ask you about how uh, how you think uh, Elon Musk is handling <laughs> Twitter is. Uh, are, are you enjoying watching Elon Musk driving Twitter off a cliff like Toons is the cat? I mean, it seems like that's what he's trying to do. It's almost like a producer's kind of uh, situation where he's he's doing it intentionally. I mean, I, I don't I mean, know I'm how else to describe there imagining it. him because he's about as self-aware as Toons is the cat. So it's sort of a perfect, perfect comparison. Um that's the thing. It's like, uh, I, you know, I am. I mean, the thing is, is Twitter was always far from perfect and had a lot of issues. I did find something that I would call a sense of community there and some good folks like you and other people and, yeah. and had, you know, had very much enjoyed it. Um, and, um, and the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, at, the, at this point, I mean, what he's done in just a couple of weeks, like all these folks, I mean, it's, it's sort of interesting to see how, you know, Jack, the former dude at Twitter tries to defend it and whatever, because you could tell he realizes he fucked up mm-hmm. by, you know, I, I think with Elon, I mean, again, like, I don't think, I mean, it's amazing, right? They created this Tony Stark-like character that he never was. Clearly, some of these folks in the media, just reminding you, as I say all the time, how awful our media is, clearly some of these folks in the media must have been you know, must have experienced some of these moments behind closed doors when he said and did things like this and acted like this. He just didn't have the Twitter account and the other stuff where he did it publicly. You know, he hadn't gone crazy in public yet. And yet they kept selling this image of this guy, of this brilliant businessman and this and that and whatever, even though he'd been helped by government subsidies. And really the way he did well, and this happens in society, is that he he broke through walls others would have been scared to. He took took chances that other people wouldn't have because their good sense would have said, don't do it. And it worked out for him Mm -hmm. while he – while his crazy wasn't out there, the electric cars and getting all those government subsidies and debt and this and that. But like this Twitter thing, I mean, what he's proven is he's just a geekier form of Donald Trump. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's he's managed Twitter the way Trump managed our country or Trump managed his businesses. He can't shut the fuck up. And that's mm-hmm. what I've seen. People are like, well, when, you know, you know, just wait if, you know, when he, when he stops doing that stuff. And I'm like, you sound like the people that said when Trump starts acting presidential, the, it, it can't happen. What you don't get is people's personalities. When they've got personality disorders, they can't just change. Yeah. This is who he is. This is how he relates to people. He's sexually harassed. God knows how many women he's, fi- you know, fired employees in the past in the nastiest of ways. He is, you know, he's a narcissist. He has no no like feeling for other human beings, no mm-hmm. empathy. No, he doesn't know how to interact with humans, yeah. which is why he's surrounded himself by fucking robots. You know? So, I mean, we've seen this. He's now fired people publicly on Twitter for criticizing him. He's, he's busy having conversations with somebody called cat turd <laughs> on fucking Twitter about policy. You know what yeah. I mean? This yeah. is the richest person in the world. 
he is going to come crashing down in an as spectacular fashion as Trump will. Uh, I mean, advertisers are already running away. Users are going to run away eventually. You know, some already have. I mean, as the place gets worse and worse, people will give up on it. And not just because it's like, oh, I don't want to be there because there's more Nazis on the platform, but it, it, it loses its utility mm-hmm. when people who you, you connect with there are gone. You know, who are people that you enjoyed reading what they had to say, you learned from, are no longer there. There is a point where it's no longer worth being there. Right. Now, for me, I'll say quickly, because this was part of your question, I'm staying because, as I said earlier, I'm roasting marshmallows and just watching the whole <laughs> damn thing with my feet up. Like I'm watching another mediocre, not even mediocre, just shitty, you know, incel, inbred white asshole you know, who everybody like crowed about, like they were some genius because they were, because the press needs heroes. And you had Donald Trump as the, as the behemoth, you know, as who was striding his way in New York as this big real estate guy when he was this little fucking chump who daddy gave $400 million to and couldn't do a damn thing right. And that's what this guy is too. This guy is just another chump who was built up and he's, and he's self-destructing every day more on Twitter. God, I'm there for it, man. Yeah. I'm going to watch it all the way down. I mean, unless I still rip into him and I'm not going to stop criticizing. So there is a chance along the way I'll get banned at some point. He'll kick me off or something. But, yeah. but if I'm gone, you'll know it's because of that. Because uh-huh. I'm not leaving until the until one day we wake up and you turn you can't turn it on anymore, <laughs> you know, like because it's gone because he's in debt, you know, and he suddenly like run away to live in Saudi Arabia or something, uh, and the, and the Tesla shareholders literally are like looking looking for him with pitchforks because he's destroyed that, which is going to be out the outgrowth of this that other companies now. I mean, you know, the right right wingers at this point till today, they're so in bed with fossil fuels, they still make fun of electric cars. They like electric cars are stupid. Mm -hmm. So his his audience is his base. The people that would buy his cars in the United States, but Western Europe, Canada are us. And he's offended all of us. We're not going to him. There's there's Rivians out there and different companies are making their own electric cars. Like if you're going to buy an electric car. It went overnight from being a status symbol to a stigma because of him. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so the only way he gets propped up is if you know Saudi royals and the Chinese government and people start buying all these cars up, and that may happen. Mm-hmm. But then he never achieved what he claimed. You know, he was going to be this guy who was going to change the world, and we're all going to use his cars. Instead, there's just going to be a bunch of autocrats driving them around. <laughs> right. right? Like, I mean, that's his only because that's going to be his only chance of not going bankrupt in. So I'm going to, in case, long story short, I'm going to watch the whole damn thing all the way down and enjoy as this guy just, you know, I mean, because he's taken something that I actually liked and destroyed it. So I'm going to be there to watch him (laughs) self-destruct. Have you tried Mastodon and Counter Social, those other platforms, as complicated as they might be? Counter Social, my issue is I'm concerned about, you know. Former Russian hacker, or whoever just started yeah, it, that yeah. doesn't feel like a good. And I don't know the whole story, so I don't want to. People should look this all up for themselves because I don't know. But but I started an account. I've done nothing there. Mastodon. My my problem is like it's just impossible to use. Like I, I, I and I'm not saying I haven't. I, I've used it a few times, but like. Uh, you know, it's something where I don't know. I'm on one server. Somebody's on other servers. Are they seeing what am I? What I'm doing? I have no I, idea. How do I see what they're doing? I mean. You know, like if a social media platform for me takes like if I have to think about it and take time to figure it out, you're going to lose me. Yeah, because it's just that's that's not what I'm there for. I'm there to like interact with people and have fun and make 
you know, yes, some snide comments that I probably shouldn't, but you know, that and, and, and to talk to people and share some stuff I'm doing. And like, if I'm having a hard time figuring out how to do that, and that's what mass the Mastodon experience has been for me. I mean, I think it's good people. I'm not trying to criticize them. I, mm-hmm. you know, I hope it gets better, but as of right now, like, you know, I'm, I, I've, I've really, had mostly abandoned Facebook, but at this point, Zuckerberg is the le- much less evil villain, which is scary in and of itself. Yeah. And so, if there's no other options, and the, and and Twitter comes crashing down, I'm probably, you know, I never had started a business page on Facebook, which I kept meaning to do, and I'll probably transfer over a, a way too large personal account with a lot of people that knew who I was from work stuff I do mm-hmm. to being a business account, you know, and restart a new personal one with about a thousand friends or so who want to see, you know, pictures of my kids and my cats and, you know, what concerts I go to mm-hmm. and things like that. And then I'll start a business page and transfer other folks over there and try to grow that yeah. as something yeah. where I can just post whatever the hell I want 20 times a day. But, but that's it, you know, unless something new comes along because, you know, and, and I'm not saying I won't give up on Mastodon, but so far it hasn't gotten anywhere to where I'm, I enjoy using it. It is not an enjoyable user experience, let's just say. What, what are posts called on Mastodon? What do they call Toots. those things? Toots? Toots, yes. Why? I mean, I guess they, they could have made it worse and named them Sharts, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's what I always thought toot was slang for fart. I slang for another slang. Well, word. it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, yeah, we've used, you know, my family, we use that. I mean, I, I don't, there's some things I don't get. And yeah. I, I don't yeah. like to be overly judgy. I've made stupid, you know, PR branding, whatever mistakes, nothing's perfect in life. But mm-hmm. that one seemed to be kind of obvious. And I don't, yeah. I don't get it. Um, I do hope, wish them luck. They seem like good people, um, you know, but yeah. um We'll figure this all out somewhere. Sure, somehow. sure. Well, how's the YouTube channel going so far? That is going great. And damn it, you all should subscribe because yeah. you listening, you fans of Bob Seska could be <laughs> the ones to put me over 10,000. Over 10,000. Right. The YouTube algorithm likes me better. Like I get all, you know, all this other stuff. I'm at 9,170 something at this point. So I'm only 800 and some change away. And, you know, in five months, not bad. So, youtube.com slash c like cliff yep. schecter s-c-h-e-c-t-e-r you know one or two videos a day um and they're doing they're yeah it's going well i mean it's growing yeah. and they're starting to do well and i you know i may start using that more as a platform because there's you have a community page mm-hmm. there where you can actually like post you know posts that don't even have to be videos and people can respond and i've been meaning to do start trying that out more i may start you know as twitter dies use that as something where i can interact with folks too so please Mm -hmm. come by and subscribe i would love to have you there folks i have a link in the description under this episode of bobseska.com make sure to click that and subscribe run don't walk to uh cliff schecter's youtube page all right my friend well thank you so much and by the way i said youtube page i meant youtube channel ah you got to get the nomenclature right i'm such an old man Damn us Gen Xers. I know. I know. The big 5-0 or that area. Who knew that could happen? (laughs) All right, my friend. Great talk. It was uh, nice catching up with you again and looking forward to next time. All right. It's always my pleasure to be on your show, buddy. Thanks for having me on. All right. Take care, my friend. Bye-bye. You too, buddy. Bye. People are talking and talking about people. I hear them whisper. You won't believe it. They think we're lovers. 